0: i am erica i am kevin i am giovanna i am adventurous
1: i am dreamer i
0: am creative i am wine i am dance i am
1: entrepreneur i
0: am musician i am privileged i am activist i am podcast learning growing inspiring Welcome to the I Am Podcast. We
2: are so excited to have you here with us today. And today we have our special guest, Stefan Smith, who is an incredible yes. violist, composer, entrepreneur, artistic director, and um, all, of, all of this encompassed in a just beautiful spirit, beautiful soul, somebody that has so Aww. much experience in just life and exudes joy. So I'm so excited to have you on.
3: We're Thank so you. excited to so be here. here. So
0: excited. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you very much. And he's
0: just fabulous overall. Just fabulous. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I mean,
3: I, I knew from
0: the moment I, I met you one time.
3: Well, let's keep it cute. <laughs> <laughs> just saying.
0: Uh,
2: so, Stefan, we just want you to, first of all, actually, I just want to make sure the correct pronunciation of your name I just learned is actually Stefan. But. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, yes. Stefan. But. Yeah, let's put-
3: on the air, actually. Yeah, I, I would love this conversation
2: right now. <laughs> so let's just start there. Let's just start yeah. there. And then tell us about Stefan Stefan. <laughs>
3: right, okay, hair flip. Stefan um, <laughs> So basically what happened with that, like all of my life I've dealt, well, first of all, first of all, my name's Stefan Smith. That's what I go as. But um, when I was younger, um, I always dealt with people messing up my name like constantly. Yeah. I, like Steven, Stephen, Stefan, just every <laughs> different version you can ever imagine. Hey. Um, and it, like it always came me. back to Stefan. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and so I just got sick of correcting people all the time. Um I'm also I mean are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Just be okay. you. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I remain a Christian, uh you know, <laughs> same and sanctify person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, basically, I just got sick of correcting people all the time, and um, since I'm gay as hell, I felt that Stefan was fitting, and artistically, it works for me. And also, um, I no one, I don't have to correct people that much anymore because everyone kind of defaults to that. Mm. So I've connected with it. I told my parents, you know, they have their shade about it, but I'm mm-hmm. like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there are people who know me as Stefan, there are people who know me as Stefan. And there are people who know me of all different versions of that too so wow. yeah. I just answer I mean I'm so used to it so <laughs>
1: yeah. Are there two different yeah. classes of people between the Stefan and Stefan or are you like if somebody well, says Stefan Stefan that's... can be the
3: ratchet side oh, you know, okay you know, we want to hear about when that I a, When I got to cut a bitch real quick Yeah When I When I am being a little bougie sadiddy and artsy we can be Stefan <laughs> <laughs> Okay <laughs> We'll know that. <laughs> Get it right. You know, I'm actually glad you're sa- asking that because so many people are like, "Is it Steven? Is it?" I'm just like, "Oh my God!" So now that it's out somewhere, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can call me whatever. You know, right. as long as it's a company with a check, honey. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just put the name on the check, girl. Right. <laughs> right. Get right.
2: Just get the spelling. Get that spelling you, know right. you can it. pronounce
3: it however you want. Just spell it <laughs> right. out. Okay, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've got the name out of the way, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're from Illinois, I know you're a violist, mm-hmm. but enlighten our listeners and the rest of the folks here.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm originally from a beautiful town called Joliet, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Um, I was, um, I was there until 2008 and I went to DePaul University for my undergrad for composition and viola. And I knew that I wanted to move to LA. I kind of knew I wanted to write music for film, like at an early age. So Ah, I knew that that my trajectory was going to be, uh, LA and I actually got, introduced to la via uh henry mancini institute which was like uh, amazing for me yep. um i think you were a participant I right did. I, yep, yep
2: yeah back in the 90s and the early yeah. inception of it yeah
3: oh uh, okay girl mm-hmm. the not 90s. the first year <laughs>
2: that's right exactly <laughs> you old
3: girl All right. yeah. you know i when i came to that program i was like man this is totally my scene because i you know i was so much on the orchestral track and i wanted to win an orchestra job and i was in that whole thing and when i went to hmi i just saw like the opportunity in la to play all different types of music and meet all different types of people and um i was just very drawn to the city so i knew when i graduated i had to go to la and i was like well if I go to LA, I'm not going to show up broke because nobody got time for that. So <laughs> I was like, I need to probably go to school. So let me go to grad school. Um, so I auditioned at USC and got a full scholarship there with Dom McGinnis uh, and was there for two years. And then, you know, I auditioned like a madman and ended up getting into HBO, Hollywood Bowl Orchestra. And then the doors opened up and It's just been a roller coaster and a whirlwind since.
0: (laughs) So, was HBO your first big gig that you got? That was
3: my first big job, yeah, that I won. I used to play in the Chicago Sinfonietta before I moved to LA. Um, I got a fellowship with them and I played with them for about four years. And then, once I got that scholarship, I was like toodles and came to LA, you know? And I, I really wanted to. I was very um, on the fence about either like focusing on composition or viola at that time uh, because, you know, you move to a city like this and it's so commercial and you kind of have to fit in your niche when you arrive. So people know who the hell you are. Definitely. Um, you know? So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to choose the John Williams route. Not to talk that high of <laughs> myself, but you know, he started in the studios. He developed his network in there Um, He he was a jazz pianist and classical pianist. And I felt like the best opportunity for me as a composer was to get into that scene as a performer and then, you know, meet people that way and make connections that way. And that's kind of worked in my favor, you know, knock on wood. But um, but yeah, that's basically My grind, you know, just trying to put my hands in every pot I can.
1: (laughs) What was before you made that big jump? uh, I mean, you immediately brought up John Williams. What were pieces of music that just made you be like, dang, this is it? I
3: don't know. I was that nerdy kid who was always listening to soundtracks at like the age of 10. So like it was (laughs) it was John Williams. It was uh howard shore james newton howard was one of my favorites danny elfman i was uh, in awe of how the marriage between film and music could work so well especially in the classical sense like traditional type writing yeah because now it's very much hybrid and mixing you know the hybrid uh element and the orchestral element yeah Mm -hmm. but um i i'm a huge fan of just old school composer uh, film composers and you know i grew up in the orchestra so that's probably why i was much more drawn to that but uh in gr- regards to john williams i mean every score is amazing i think my favorite some of my favorite scores are probably angela's ashes hands down mm-hmm. it's like probably one of the best soundtracks for just melancholy and just super emotional music but uh super introspective uh, based off of an actual real story uh, during the time, I think it, it was in Ireland, during uh, the whole religious war that was going on at that time. It's just incredible. And the Hook soundtrack, and, you know, Star Wars is great, too. I mean, everyone loves <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> it's got a couple yeah. little cues in there that and I you know. up in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, a cool story about John Williams, uh, really quick, is, I wonder if I have that here. I think I might, but anyway you remember rick todd right of course yeah so yes, course when i was can. at henry mancini i think this was in 2004 you may have been there already because you were killing the scene girl or still still killing the scene
0: <laughs> it's okay it's all right
3: everybody's dead now she killed all yeah, right dang <laughs> she is just down that
2: same thread. Um,
3: <laughs> memoirs of a geisha did you record on that I did one not, but I, of
2: course i remember it yes
3: Man. that's a beautiful soundtrack yeah. and i actually got Done. to go to the scoring session of that um yeah. at royce hall because the hmi institute was taking place there in the summer and they had all the scoring sessions at royce hall and uh rick i got very close with rick and he said hey come to the session i'm like how the hell am i gonna get in he's like bring your viola and just walk in with me so i did that and i went to the booth he like took me to the booth and said just chill in the booth, you know, check everything out. I'm sitting there watching and there's like Yo-Yo Ma and he's playing all these cello solos with this massive orchestra and John Williams is conducting and I'm just like losing my life. So <laughs> When they went to break, um, Rick came to the booth and was like, "Come out and meet the maestro." I'm like, "Are you fucking serious?" Because I had never met him or anything; I had no right. idea what he was like. And, and we had like a really nice talk. And I told him what I want to do, and he he was just like, "Keep, you know, stay on the course." It's it's um, I can't remember everything he said, but I just remember him being like super supportive yeah. with, and super nice. And then he. Um, I had my uh, Star Wars collector set with me because I'm that nerdy. And he ended up signing (laughs) it. He's like, all the best, you know, and with my name and his name. And I was like, yes. But that was a catalyst, you know, meeting him in person. That was that was like, all right, I'm moving to this bitch. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. I, like, I got a movie. Sign here.
1: my damn toys, like that's it.
3: it's an incredible city because you know when you live outside of LA, you're so used to hearing um, all of this music that's been made. Um, and the name is attached to it, but you have no face to attach to it, like the background people, you know, right. or or the composer. You know, you always see the composer's name, but many people don't get the chance to meet them and to live in a city where we get to interact and create art with them. And, you know, people become friends with that. It's just crazy that we are, have something so accessible and so close, Yeah, you know. So it's, I I love this damn city. I love
1: it.
3: (laughs) It's definitely home. (laughs) That's, oh, That's amazing!
2: Honey. Yeah, it's so nice. You're not to, going it's nice to hear. I'm not coming
3: back home anytime soon. So. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Even in the middle of a pandemic apocalypse, I'm still living. For a and all the work is done, but I'm still here, girl. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: right at that.
3: <die>. Okay, exactly. <laughs> we,
2: uh, we got to keep a tracking device on you to see what happens. <laughs> <See? laughs> <laughs> Ink monitor,
3: girl. It's been too long since I had one of those. No, just kidding. Just kidding.
0: Oh, man. As a young musician, being that this industry is predominantly white, and as mm. a black man, did you have anybody that you looked up to as far as composers or musicians? That
3: Definitely. When I'm not I familiar moved... with this
0: world, but I love hearing I'll, about it. It's, yeah. all, it's
3: all cool. Only when through When I first GL. moved here, it was... Um, I moved here, and I mean, my moving here story is ridiculous, and I don't even want to get into it. But basically, I moved here with like you know three pesos and a chicken. By the time I made it to L.A., it was just—it should have been a damn movie. <laughs> it's um, right. It. Look, hey, look, let's well, you do already it. Named it. Three pesos and the chicken. Let's get to it. <laughs> Start scoring <laughs> it
0: now. We'll write it.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Billy Childs. He was a mentor of mine when I first moved here. I met him at HMI, and I played in the quartet of his at HMI, and we just kind of developed a relationship um, and, and a friendship. And he said, you know, if you ever move here, give me a call. Like, just give me a call. So that's the first person I called because <laughs> I had no money. Um, I mean, little Cliff Notes version would happen. I, you know, I bought a, a used car for my graduation gift, packed everything up. U-Haul gave me a trailer, said it fit my car, got into the Rocky Mountains, head gasket blew, engine failure. Oh, this no. is in route to grad school. And it's just me and my pet Gecko and my dog.
0: Oh, um, my
3: God. So the well, Gecko. Gecko didn't survive the trip, the rest his soul. But Coco and I did. We the like chicken. broke down four times no i broke down in the mojave desert in the middle of the summer it was 120 degrees and i had no water oh it was insane it was like that is ridiculous the temptation of christ honey. (laughs) 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 your car was like nah Uh, that's why you don't buy american cars no shade if y'all got one i
2: know it
3: okay but anyway billy childs was a um a huge help and he told me throughout that whole time he said you know the best the people who are the most um successful in this uh town all have stories like this mm. so oh, just yeah. stay on the grind I
0: love you know that. and that's, that's what i've that done advice.
3: and i i give him so many kudos for like just showing me the ropes and You know, I used to just basically be his composer assistant slash everything. So (laughs) I used to manage everything and make sure that he had, you know, things taken care of and stuff like that. But but it was just incredible just sitting there watching him work in his composing studio and and going to lunch with him and just talking about just music in general and like how he likes to write. So, yeah, I I had inspiration for Billy Childs. I had inspiration... Anthony Parker is always an inspiration because he is a hustler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's one of my best friends too. And he inspires me daily because he, he just never, he's always working. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. So, and also, but, I mean, there's dual, a lot of people has dual careers, which is what you're what you're really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we just we took yeah. a minute to listen to some of your music before we, we got on, and I was just so impressed. Oh, I, really? I,
3: that's incredible. So I know you really as a
2: violist. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know you. Where did you
3: hear it? Where Where was that? On my website. On your or? website.
2: Yeah. I,
3: yes. I to update that girl. But <laughs> thank you.
2: It sounds great. Anybody thank interested you. in some music? Uh, go ahead and it's stephanlsmith.com, right?
3: Yes, yes, correct. So,
2: I'm gonna have we're well, gonna have to give all your socials anyway. I'm gonna
3: update it now. Now that you just put it up, <laughs>
0: get on it. You got it. time,
3: you you got got time.
1: time. <laughs> like, by the time you hear this, he's gonna be popping, he's gonna have all the latest. <laughs> praise, praise
3: God. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gonna be today's project after this update your. Shit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Um, well, I'm really interested to hear just how your take on everything that's that's really going on right now, especially coming from Chicago. That's already known for so much sort of crime. I mean, not sort of private mm-hmm. so known for crime and known for gun violence. And now everything that's happened with the BLM movement, we're in the middle of a pandemic. How do you feel? I mean, how has that affected you just personally? You
3: I mean, say? it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, um, emotionally and physically, mentally. I, at the beginning of it, it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm used to working from home. So, hey, I just got more time off. I don't got to go nowhere. And then slowly it became like, man, are we ever going to play again? Like together? Right. Uh, because that's like a really um, nice emotional release for me when I play with people. Of so I d- began to get a little depressed. And then, you know, when the riots started happening, it was like... Holy crap. I mean, the timing is not the most opportune time. And did it need to happen? Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it, it sent me through a whirlwind. Like, I I don't... Some people saw it, but the post that I put up where I was, like, trying not to cry and that... That shit was real. I haven't cried since, like, 1623. Um, so it's been <laughs> a very long time uh-huh. since, these, uh, since these eyes have done, had any activity like that. But... Um, but now it's. A, I'm trying to stay in a place of um, positivity and being hopeful. I think right now it's a – I've said this to several people. But I think it's a renaissance for music and film and, and entertainment because it's going to force people to work in strict parameters and developing content and music that's extremely introspective you know, you, you have a limited, a number of people. And so I feel like in film and TV, we're going to see a lot of stuff that really hits home, uh, to people emotionally, because you can't do all this grandioso stuff right now without having these huge teams. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens, uh, with our industry and that. But, um, but so far, I mean, like today, every day is a different mood today. I'm just, you know, I'm happy and I'm, uh, just getting things done. I was working on some investing stuff because everybody needs to invest.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know,
3: uh, especially as a freelancer, you know, you don't know when your next check is coming in, especially right now. So making your money make you money. Um, I spend probably about every day going through that in my portfolio. And so Today was a good day. My wig flew off last week. The market was terrible. All my wigs flew off, but today we, <laughs> kind of recouped it. we recouped a little. But you know, it's going to be tumultuous right now. So I'm, you know, basically, I'm trying to focus on bettering myself, becoming more uh, financially, you know, creating more wealth for myself, uh, residual wealth, yeah, um, and um, and just focusing on music. I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, which is good knock on wood mm-hmm. um and i keep getting hit up for it so I'm like well if I'm not playing right now much might as well focus on that and it's felt amazing to just sit back and write full yeah. time it's stressful as hell but um but yeah so but how's overall it- i'm it's a roller coaster
1: yeah <laughs> so when it comes to the writing thing i'm always intrigued you know where people grab their inspiration from how they start like what is, do you have any specific way that when you sit down like okay i'm time to write you know i got to shut the windows and or what what do you do to get in that mindset do you need to get in that mindset like what's your? how do oh. you start the key are you
0: and i have a second part to that question it has anything um the current movement like really fueled creativity in your music and how do you see oh, yourself contributing to this
3: movement very good question it's kind of a. it depends on the project like what i do to start a lot of times uh people will send a video with a temp score which is basically like other music that they feel fits the mood and i'll just watch that a lot just to kind of gain the the main thing i look at are like hit moments like major beats in the film because they don't want the same exact thing i mean there's composers who literally do that but they're not hiring you to write custom music to make a duplicate track of what they put on there. (laughs) But I like to sit with it for at least a week and just kind of like see what, you know, what comes to my head, major themes or stuff. And then when I get into the studio, you know, it's just, it's a lot of process of elimination type things. But the main thing I focus on and starting like from scoring is uh, where the hit moments Uh, Where are the transitions? Because a lot of times your music can work itself out from that. So when you write film music, it doesn't necessarily start from measure one ever. Mm -hmm. It may start at measure, you know, 158. And then you have to basically backtrack and piece things together, depending on your transitions, your hit moments. So it it becomes a fun process, you know, because you're kind of like, wait, how can I make this work here? And how can I make this work here? And then when you hear it in totality, it's like, damn, I just did that? (laughs) 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 Moving things around, you know, it's (laughs) like when I write concert music, it's different. Like when I I was writing uh, for Chicago Sinfonietta, uh, we did a commission this, Pat, what was it, October?
2: Yes, I wanted uh, to bring for, that up for sure, yes.
3: It was it was great. And I brought on my friend Fernando, uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, Lascurian, Lascurian Arroyo? I don't know. Fernando, <laughs> your name is too complicated. You are Fernando. You are Fernando. <laughs> you get it, Fernando. Uh, you got <laughs> too many syllables.
1: You <laughs> just got to be Fernando, Fernando Lascur.
3: Uh, he, know, he knows i'm not throwing shade because i do this to him all the time but um uh, but no it was a cool project because we brought on three composers one a female composer based in chicago um, i brought on fernando from la um and myself and we split up a three movement work basically um capturing the the story of our planet and um if we don't do anything about uh, global climate change. So it was a story of climate Mm -hmm. change from the beginning until what it could become. And each movement, my movement was called the Soul of Gaia, which uh, displays uh, kind of uh, the vast and beautiful um, landscapes of Earth untouched before Mm. humanity, before anything like that. Um, And the second movement explains like our current Present day and the third movement written by Fernando La. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
3: <laughs> Fernando. Um, Fernando's uh, movement basically uh captures what would happen to the planet if we don't change what we're doing. So it's it's kind of interesting of the time that we're in. You know, yeah. Pairing that not to go too much of a tangent of what's going on right now because I keep telling people I feel like Mother Nature uh, bitch slapped us in the face on March. 13th (laughs) to have have several seats. I mean, the entire world stopped, Yeah, you know, and then we saw like animals frolicking and birds and pollution (laughs) gone and clear skies. And it felt like a resurgence um, in nature overall. So it was just very interesting that our piece came a little bit before all of this turn of a century and a completely new reality, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. but going back to the writing process. Yeah. It's a lot of like, Finding hit moments, finding places that I can tie together and then expanding upon that to make it a complete piece. And to answer your question, I think the riots have influenced my writing in the sense of the angst mm-hmm. that I constantly see on TV from the riots. Because there's a lot of times when I'm writing, I'm just like, oh, I'm not feeling inspired today. I don't want to do anything. And it's just like when I would go and then I'd always default to going to watch the news And I'd go in there and I'd watch like the protests and things and people are out here just they're going in. They're putting all their energy into it. And I'm like, who the hell am I to be sitting here complaining about? I can't think Mm -hmm. of an idea when there's all these people downtown like working their asses off to create change i'm like the least i can do is get the hell in my studio and like crank some shit out yeah Yeah. so it's just seeing people's drive Mm -hmm. as far as like melodically or anything i i don't know if the riots have inspired me in that way but I, i think it's more so the drive overall from people just standing up for what they believe in because it's just kind of unprecedented at a time like right now that all this is going on but it's kind of incredible Really? I mean, it's history
2: making. Yeah, I mean.
3: I mean, we are living in history, girl.
2: Yes, and I mean, crazy history. Yeah. You know, it's not like the history that this history is going to have a couple pages in the history book. It's not just like, hey, a quick little. Oh, girl, Did you know? Whole
3: book, it needs, <laughs> a, a, like, it needs a book. It needs a book. It needs cliff notes. It needs an addendum. It needs tons of things. Yeah. I mean,
2: you need a semester of history class.
3: <laughs> twenty twenty needs to be a struggle, girl, because. I mean, it started with killer wasps, pandemic, West Nile mosquitoes, protests, heat waves. I mean, pick a struggle, girl. Oh, man. Mother Nature's going through so it.
2: Crazy. Yes.
0: Oh. I know. But I can't wait to see all the art that's going to come from all of it. Yeah. And all the
2: creations. Yeah, that's what I'm
3: saying. I've, I've been seeing a lot of just people in general posting on social media with like beautiful artistic... Um, like filmmaking, yes. like uh, incredible cinematography and in the protests, incredible messages. I've hit up people because I'm like, Oh, you need to have music to this. Or like mm-hmm. people have hit me up and they're like, Oh, I didn't even think about adding custom music. I'm like, it would make it even more profound. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I've been seeing a lot of projects and actually reaching out to black filmmakers and stuff because they don't have, uh, there's many who You know, just go and buy stock music and just put it on there. And I'm Mm. like, you know, why don't you think about reaching out to other black composers and let's collaborate and make a message together because you'll have more of a profound impact. And to me, it's not always about the money. To be honest, writing I it's not always about the money for me. I I like to attach myself to projects that I really feel something Mm. about and that I feel that it's going to have a profound message. Now it can be hit or miss, you know. Right. (laughs) Uh, because some people go in with the intention of creating something great. And then, you know, the final product, we all got to pray for it. But, um, but for the most part, you know, I like to attach myself to projects that I can see profound change happening or something, uh, beautiful to be displayed on TV and, or film. And that's why I've been reaching out to these black filmmakers too, uh, because everything I keep seeing is amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that, that, I mean, are you seeing an influx of phone calls now that people are becoming more aware or more, um, there's more of a platform for people to sort of, I mean, uh, you know, it's sort of, uh, I'm hoping, and I think we're all praying, this is not a trend, you know, all this change Mm -hmm. that we're seeing, but for lack of a better word, the trend of like, oh, now I need to be aware and I need to employ. Are you seeing that you're, like you just said, you're reaching out to black film composers, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure you were doing that before this oh yeah i've been i you mean know, i've been
3: doing black filmmakers before and stuff but i'm just saying there's there's more i have seen a trend in that to answer your question yeah like are you um,
2: seeing in terms of oh well all of a sudden the phone is ringing from people that you would have never expected in some way shape or form because you fit under that category
3: do you feel um, that or anything like i don't know that? if i personally have because mm-hmm. i feel like i've developed enough relationships where people just kind of like hey i got something new want to work together or something. Yeah. I have noticed a few people reach out like kind of cold. Um, and it could be directly related to all of this, but it wasn't apparent. It wasn't obvious. Right. Although there was one project I just pitched for, but it's an all black team, but mm-hmm. they were all just, they were all super. They're like, we want a black composer and that is it. Yeah. So it may be something that they change. I don't know if they've done that as a company to actually just be exclusively hiring black composers, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it has happened
1: oh, I'm to sure. many yes. people, right?
3: you yeah. know, yeah. cause I mean, this is the time to capitalize on that. If people have their, their guilt and they want to do something <laughs> right. um, in the community. <laughs> and I, and I yeah. say guilt because it is guilt. It is of course. It's a pity guilt move. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is not new. We've been here for a long time mm-hmm. and, you know, thank you for extending the invite finally. But, um, yeah, we've been creating and making beautiful things for a very long time. So it's good that we're getting notice And you may maybe something is uh, providing a catalyst to get that call. But I think people need to do better. Long story ge- short. Absolutely,
2: in general. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Well, I'm thankful that that platform is there in some ways. I think some, and, and like you said, a lot of it is the guilt. But I think some of them are really actually maybe, and we've talked about this on other of our podcasts, afraid or, uh, you know, un- unaware, a fear of the unknown in some ways that they feel like sort of the status quo, right, that things fall under almost. We've seen a shift in in many ways, and I think that there's going to be a lot of great benefit, especially for our black and brown communities who need that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like opportunity is is right now for us to continue to propagate that within the community. Oh. So, you know, oh, you know for sure. you've already been in that in, in that sort of mode and been working in that mode already for a long time. But I think, you yeah, don't, you know, don't get me
3: wrong. I don't want to discount people reaching out to black, you know, people, black and brown uh, persuasion yeah. uh, for <laughs> this type of work. But, but, um, you know, and I don't want to say it's all guilt, but a lot of it is, but yeah. there are people who are well-intentioned, you know, some of these arts organizations need to do much better um, than these pity little Things that they're doing. I'm talking about those big corporations that are like, oh, we got to say something or do something, or people are going to say something to us. And it's not coming well intentioned. Exactly. If there is a place that is well intentioned, I'm all game for that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to name anybody because that's shady, but. (laughs) <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but we all know. But we, we, we know. know. We, we know. know. You don't have to name oh, anybody.
1: Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> well, this has been yeah. this has been so no fun.
2: Yes. you're,
1: oh. you're one, one of our best you.
0: guests. Yes, to get to know you a little more. Oh. We learned. We laughed.
2: Yes. So before we go, we love to ask mm-hmm. all of our guests to, um, with you know, a three to five words, fill you know the blank here. I am.
3: I don't know. That's hard to do. <laughs> we'll can start. we tell
2: you about yourself? Yeah, yeah we'll we, tell you, you guys do
3: it And then I okay, will, we will start. figure it out. Yeah.
2: You are fabulous.
3: Oh. You are. See, this is the problem.
1: Are. <laughs> you can do a few. I know.
2: Well,
3: that's
1: are, the you thing. Are you just are funny, I was going to say. <laughs> driven,
3: I was going to say. You are witty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I would say um, I am optimistic. I love that. love it. Because you guys said the other ones I would...
2: Give me a... Well, tell. <laughs> i say. I, I want to hear you more. say it.
0: There's
3: more. Well, I was going to say musician. I'm driven. I'm mm-hmm. optimistic. I'm, um... I don't know. I, uh, I'm. Like, I am an activist for gay rights. I okay. am, like, there's so many things yeah. I could say, you yeah. know? That's Absolutely. that's all we uh, wanted there. Yeah.
1: That's it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning yeah. in to Three Pesos and the Chicken. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Soundtrack coming <laughs> soon. Be easy there, you. <laughs> <laughs> you are great. You.
1: Okay.
3: Yes. I love that. <laughs> yes.
2: You are talented. You are, yes. Come on. One that's more,
1: good, one good. more. I want one
2: more.
3: Um,. Let me see.
2: I am strong because I ain't cried since 16- sixteen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he got those rusty tears. They've been in there so long. Oh, came
3: chocolate's like, just caught my eye, girl. Like for girl. Yeah. Just gonna all them tears. Um, I would just say I. Uh, oh man, that's hard. I am. You are deep because you're going really deep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thinker. Oh, that's yeah, point.
2: I am thinker. There's just so much
3: I could say, you know, because there's so many different things I've gone through. And I, I guess at, at, at this time, I am um, I am optimistic works, but I am um, I'm focused. Would be mm.
0: Mm. The there we go. We the most, heard that one. I love it.
3: Yeah, I, I am it. focused would probably be, would define who the hell I am right now.
0: Hey.
3: I'm love literally it. focused on, on the future and, you know, I'm not hanging out with nobody. I am just working on me. I'm working on everything that I'm building. Um, and this is the time to do it, because it's, it, it's a time, time for you to not have distractions, because you mm-hmm. shouldn't be hanging out with nobody anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. hello. Um, right. you know? So I'm just kind of like, you know what, let <laughs> well, me use this time. <laughs> You're like, we ain't listening to that, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. we're not going to do it, but I mean, you have been hanging out with each other, so you're good, but I'm exactly just saying, like, I've just been trying <laughs> to stay away from, you know, just adhering to everything that's been advised mm-hmm. um, and just focus. Yeah. Just focus. Because I Because I, I just really feel like, I feel like something good is going to happen with all this work that I'm putting in and uh, now is not the time to be depressed and doubting myself and being worried about my career and being worried about the next call. And I think when you let go of that type of stuff, more opportunity comes to you and because you're not yes. putting oh that energy into the world. You just Preach. yes, all the Preach. Shows. yes. The- I know <laughs> That's <laughs>
2: one of our other podcasts, a comedian came in and he said, I think there's room at the table for everybody. And that's the way I live my life. Oh, yeah. And it was so beautiful yeah. because it's just so true. And we live in an industry where it's so not that way, or at least you feel like it's not that way. There's mm-hmm. not room for everybody at the table. We're playing, you know, uh, musical chairs every day. And exactly. But if you don't think of it that way, if you think of the opposite, and really, there's room for me at the table and what co- what's coming to me will come, then I think just our lives are so much Better and more joyful, and we can look at the optimistic side of things because we're in that frame of mind. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I applaud you, you for that. You stayed go. there. Yes,
0: I love love your optimism let right us. now for sure. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel Thank like you. this time has been a gift for all of us, and we need to take advantage of it. And that's what you're doing, and you're staying yeah, focused. Yeah, I mean, it's
3: and- it's important. I had a lot of things that I was like. You know, when you're in the grind, you're like, um, oh, I'll take care of it. When I get time, I get t- I'll i take care of it. And then you look back and you're like, damn, all this shit piled up. Mm. And, you know, you just keep putting it off because the grind is just so intense here. And so when all this happened, it was like, all right, you asked for time. time. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> yep. And it's just been bam, bam, bam the whole time, just it. knocking things off my list. And it's been very rewarding. And every day is just kind of like, all right, what am I going to complete today? You know, I just have a whole list that I go through. Um, And I was telling a lot of friends that because they're like, how do you stay motivated through all this? And I said, well, you know, you can't stay motivated when you don't have shit to do. If you wake up every day and you have nothing to do and you have you don't have any type of list or schedule, even if it's like simply, you know, I'm going to work out at this time. I'm going to, you know, network at this time. I'm going to reach out with people this time. I'm going to talk to my friends at this time. If you don't have anything set up, you're literally just walking around aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you do that for many days, that's like the best recipe for depression. Oh, yeah. Because you really feel like you're not commit uh, doing anything and giving to the world and you just feel lazy and you feel like, like, what am I doing? Every day is just the same day and it feels like an episode of fucking Black Mirror.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right now, Definitely every feel day feels like it. Feels right like it. You just
3: turn it on, <laughs> and something crazy happened on the TV. So for me, structure is key. I have to have everything planned out, from like emailing people to working out. To it just keeps me sane. Well,
2: we're so sad to say goodbye because we could keep going forever. Oh, that's <laughs> all good. But yeah, I'm so excited to hear more of what's coming out of that room. And that mind yes. of yours, and it's just exciting. I got to play music with Stefan last week, and it was just really, really lovely. And, and thank
3: rewarding. you so much for playing so beautifully, always. Oh, thank you.
2: Well, you guys—it's it's inspiring. Everybody in that room was doing a great job, so it's just really. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah, I there, mean, it's I just, like just
3: want to bring the energy. You know, yeah. it was incredible to finally play with people. Yeah, I know again. Yeah, in the same you world. know, we had I hadn't played with this group, or we hadn't played together since what February, February. I think. Yeah. So, and to do all that in one rehearsal, come on, girl. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, do it.
2: I still haven't watched it all on a good system, so I will. We need your socials. So where can people find you?
3: Um, at Viola Nation, V-I-O-L-A Nation. And um, what else can I get? I'll just give that my IG. And then, yeah, now. and
2: your website, in case anybody's interested Our in website, licensing yeah, music. You or? can
3: find uh, more information uh, for composing, you know, recording, whatever. Um, my website's www.stephanelsmith.com. Perfect. S-T-E-F-A-N. I will spell the that F- since we talked fabulous. about it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: Get it right. Get it right. Get it
3: right. <laughs> All right. Love you. So happy
2: to have you on. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Boo. Thank Y'all you take, care, okay? on, take care. You too. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you for listening. Interested in starting your own podcast? Visit us at iammusicgroup.com.